KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Friday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, and now on 106.3 FM as we talk sports with you for the next couple of hours and appreciate you spending at least uh, some of your morning uh, here with Trent and myself. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, uh, we're going to talk with Adam Teicher, at least fingers crossed that we'll talk with Adam Teicher from uh, ESPN. He covers the Chiefs at ESPN.com. He was with the Kansas City Stars, their beat writer, God, for a long time, long time. I remember, I, th- I think, I've been talking to Teicher for over 20 years uh, on the Chiefs. I'm right there with you. Right? I, He's been I, there a long time, right? When I started in 03 in this business, he was my Chiefs guy. And yeah. we didn't talk a whole lot of Chiefs up in Cedar Falls, but you know, probably twice during the season mm-hmm. if they were relevant. We'd bring him on, and that was the guy that I reached out to was Adam Teicher. It's been a long time. Great dude, too. Yeah, he's really nice one man. of my favorites. Very nice, uh, very nice. And uh, we're grateful he, uh, that uh, he's going to spend uh, a few minutes with us here at the bottom of the hour as we get a good look at uh, Kansas City and San Francisco. In the 11 o'clock hour, we will talk uh, with Dylan Montz from the Ames Tribune. We'll do some Iowa State and follow that up uh, with uh, Mark Moorhouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette will do likewise with Iowa. You know, we really never touched on the Gary Barta stuff, the, the fact that he's head of the college football playoff committee. I think the story came out, actually, as we were finishing up our show. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll bring that up with Mark. I know him and Doc had a lengthy podcast yesterday uh, that they completed. They're on Iowa Podcast, very, uh, very popular. So we'll do some Hawkeye stuff uh, with Mark Morehouse. Then we'll give away barbecue. We don't have any football to put in the class. Well, the Pro Bowl. We have... No, I got to include it. No, you don't. Well, what else are we going to use? Use basketball. Basketball's yeah, a lot I better was than off. that garbage. We'll use the clones. Yes. We'll use the two Valley schools. I assume they're both in action this weekend. Yes. Uh, so we'll do those. And then, yeah, the Pro Bowl. It's AFC and the NFC. Let's pick them. Pick them. That's the line. That's, that's what, what you want to do. That's what we're setting the line at. Pick the winner. I mean, we got some good college hoops this weekend. What we have you got? Talk Kentucky, me out of it. Texas Tech. Yeah. Kids are camping out. Saw that. <laughs> They're going crazy for that one. Maryland, Indiana. Ooh, I love my Big Ten. Mich- Boy, this conference, Trent. Michigan State goes to the barn on Sunday. Mmm. How about that? Both of those teams in action last night. How about the Gophers turnaround? Trent, I'm telling you. Uh, this conference, I don't know where Minnesota is going to be at the end. I don't think they're a top four team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, oh boy, it's any given night in this conference. It is so good. It is so good. Big Ten basketball is where it's at. I couldn't turn it off last night. Well, there was really no option to turn it off. No, too. there was not. Hockey's on hiatus. Um, and, and watching Minnesota, Ohio State. And what has happened to the Buckeyes? As we talked yesterday with Kakert, they were a day or two away from being anointed as the number one team in the country. It was a day away. because if Was they, it a day away? They played Sunday. They were... Against West Virginia. No, 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 no. That was before when they lost to the Gophers back in December. They played at the barn. But it looked like they were number one. They were number one in every computer metric. They were undefeated. I think they were ranked in the top two or three at the time in the AP and the coaches' mm-hmm. bowl. All they had to do was at the time beat a really bad Minnesota team, and they were going to be the number one team in the country. Hmm. They lost that game, 
And so that was in the early Big Ten yes, action in yep. December. Gotcha. And the wheels have come off oh of that team. You know, we talked about some of the problems they've had. They've had injuries. That's a part of it. But as I watched that team, I, the one thing that I always wondered about is, did they have enough guys that could get their own shot? You see DJ Carton, who's incredibly mm-hmm. talented, but he's a freshman. And as we talk about with Joe Tucson, another freshman point guard, go through the Big Ten, you're going to have rough moments. That's yep. certainly been the case for Carton. They're playing a lot of young guys back there. They have a couple of shooters out there. Wesson's a nice player. Yeah. But Did you see him headbutt last night? I didn't. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, and he, he got a flagrant one out of it, but uh, he got a Turo right in the chops. Really? Right in the chops. He went. He, they were banging. I mean, it was Big mm-hmm. Ten bigs, right? Yeah, he yeah. loved to see it. They were letting him play. Got away with the first two. But then he went in with his head. Now, I... You know they they called it a flagrant one, so they didn't think that there was any malice there behind it. But and it it, it, was, it wasn't the best visual. But I'm with you on uh, you know who's going to get their shot for this team, and um, I don't know. I, they just they're circling the drain, Trent. They're two and six in conference play, and as you mentioned, we're a day away um, from being the number one team in the country, and how they have fallen since. It's, it's, well, let me get it for you. Uh, they lose to Minnesota, then mm-hmm. they win a couple. Um, lose to West Virginia over the Christmas break. Then Big Ten play starts. They start with a loss to Wisconsin. Follow that up on the road, losing to Maryland. On the road, losing to Indiana. Beat Nebraska. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> Although the Hawks got picked off. They did. Uh, but in Lincoln. Uh, and then they lose to Penn State and, um, and, and Minnesota. It's, and it, the it's most egregious atrocious. of that, I think, is what happened last night because it's a home game. Uh-huh. And losing a home game to losing to Wisconsin is one thing. Losing this to Minnesota, I think, is another. And it's panic time. You know, but this this Minnesota team, when Carr's going and Oturo's going, Carr is a really good player. Yes, he is, and he did not look good when he uh-uh. was in our state. Nope. But outside of that, he has been really good. You know, Chris Holtman's team. They had something very similar happen to them a year ago. They're too. Claim, they're calling for a. I mean, they're fans. We get it. But. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd slow down on that. Yeah, one. I would Chris, too. Chris Holtman, what he did, he got the job because they thought that motto wasn't good enough mm-hmm. to get it turned around. And late in the process, this wasn't like the season ended. At right, this was in May. It was later than normal, normally you would think. Right? He got the first team that looked like no shot of being mm-hmm. an NCAA tournament team. He got them to the tournament last year. Now they had this rough start again. They got to Big Ten play. They lost to Michigan State, Rutgers, Iowa, Maryland, Purdue. They started off, though they had two wins earlier in the season in the meat of the schedule, they were 2-5, and 0-5, oh though, in that part of the schedule. They turned around enough. They got to the tournament. Of course, beat Iowa State in the NCAA tournament. But this is still a really young team. And to be calling for Chris Holtman's head. That's ridiculous. You're Ohio State. <laughs> Remember what your role is. Remember who you are. Sometimes that can be missed. And certainly might be the case with some Buckeye fans out there, though. But I can understand the frustration. Because you look like this was going to be an excellent team. Mm-hmm. Every metric the first month of the season pointed that way. Mm-hmm. And since Who was then, their it's been marquee different. win? Well, you know what it was? They were hanging their hat on a, at the time, which maybe looked like a pretty good win. When they had the ACC Big Ten Challenge, they, they hammered North Carolina. They did. Everybody hammers North Carolina. Had a win against Villanova, and mm-hmm. they hammered Villanova. They beat them by 25. I've seen Villanova quite a few times this year. That's a good Nova team. And they absolutely throttled them. So you looked at it. Not only are they winning, they're killing people. Mm-hmm. They should be number one. Well, here we are today. Still have to win against Kentucky. They they have enough resume, and the Big Ten so good, they very well could be eight and twelve in conference play, and still make the Big Dance. Wouldn't be surprised. There's going to be a lot of Big Ten representation, and if that's the case, they're probably going to have to go to Dayton. That's all right. 
Well, I like those first couple of nights of the tournament. That's a short drive. Imagine yeah, the NCAA is not going to be very upset to see the Buckeyes. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> being in Dayton, they already sell that thing out already. Uh-huh. But those ticket prices in the secondary market certainly mm-hmm. going to bump up a little bit if Ohio State's playing there. Yeah, you know what? It, when this when that first came out, it was like eh, this is a money. Grab. It's still a money grab. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. It kind of whets the appetite for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I remember arguing a lot about when Iowa made it there. It was in the second or third year of it. They played Tennessee, right? Tennessee, yeah. yeah lost in overtime. Right. Roy Devin Marble and that crew was part of that team. They had a, free, a February collapse and they fell apart late in the season, but still got in because of what they'd done throughout the season. And the argument, is it a play-in game? Call it what you will. Well, remember Doc and McCaffrey got after they, it. They did. The labels are fine. But for me, and this is taking Well, you know up, why the coaches had a problem with it? Because that was affecting their bonus. Well, I, no, for sure it was. I, I don't if think they're an NCAA the biggest... playoff team, they get X. If you don't call it that, maybe you don't qualify. I, I'm convinced that that had a, big, a lot to do with it. To me, though, not as a radio broadcaster, as a fan, after what I had gone through watching that crap of Licklider, <laughs> yeah. and you know my thoughts on Steve Alford, mm-hmm. not my favorite person, mm-hmm. Not just as a person, but also as a basketball coach. Right. And to see Iowa back on the floor with the NCAA logo. And the blue carpets. Label it whatever you will. Call it a play-in game. Yeah. Say you're number 68. I don't care. As a fan, I had that moment. And I watched the team that I root for on that hardwood. So the labels, maybe it just annoyed me that people, you're not really a tournament team. Yes, you are. You were selected for the NCAA tournament. You weren't in the first round. You were in the play-in game. Okay, labels are fine, but to say you're not a tournament team, that's what bothered me because I remember that moment. I remember seeing the jump ball and seeing Woodbury go up for the opening tap and the excitement that went along with it. Was it Thursday? No. No. It wasn't Friday. Uh -uh. It wasn't that, but it was still for me as a fan, an NCAA tournament bid. Mm -hmm. And now Fran's got his team, including that one. Going to his fifth tournament in seven years. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, pretty good run he's on right now, and this, this uh, this is a fun team to watch, and we won't get to watch him until... Uh, Monday night, Wisconsin FS1. I think I would guess. So, I think because yeah. it's a seventh. It's a it's an odd tip. So FS1's doing they like they did last night. They had the five thirty tip and mm-hmm. the seven thirty tip, and Wisconsin and Iowa a uh, a seven thirty tip on FS1. So while I'm in Vegas, it is five thirty. It's Big Ten it's Network. BTN, yeah, which is weird. Wonder BTN maybe has a women's game beforehand five thirty. That surprises me. Yeah, but I'm looking at the uh, the notes right here. BTN corrected. Interesting. Yeah, I thought for sure it was an FS1 game too. Speaking of that, go back to a week ago, the Michigan game. Mm-hmm. You know, what? I'm going to miss Friday night basketball, Carver. <laughs> you get it tonight though. You get Wisconsin against Purdue. Right, but I mean, it's true. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. But it's fun to watch the the Hawks on a Friday night. So I have this here in my likes. Here it is. Iowa's win over Michigan Friday night set a regular season college basketball record on FS1. Did you see this? I did not. Viewers uh, just shy of 700,000 on FS1. Most watched regular season college basketball game in history for FS1. Wow. Broke the previous record of the Michigan State-Iowa game last season. But for people that say nobody cares about college basketball on Mm -hmm. Friday night. Right. Wrong. It does. Right. It does in a big way. And that, that's the night where there's not a whole lot there. Right? Mm-hmm. This is yet another one of those things. And I was somebody, what are they doing with this Friday night stuff? Nobody cares. It, it, people have other things going on. Weekends are for college sports. That's when you do it. Dead wrong on this one. And we mm-hmm. talked about it with the Big Ten Network and the formation of that. And your thoughts as that was coming out. 
The Big Ten knows what they're doing. Oh, my. They know there's a lot of smart people involved here, and you're seeing this play out with these Friday night hoops games. They're getting viewers on a night where there's not a whole lot out there. All right, so we've got the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Look, I I don't like it. I don't. And I don't understand. Here's the other thing I don't understand. I think this is the – I saw a tweet from – it might have been Bloom, and I went back and I checked, and it was accurate. I don't know how they schedule these things because – this will be in the last five years. If we include tomorrow's game, and we will, Iowa State, Auburn. Iowa State's been on the road four times, four or five years in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Hmm. Why is that? That's disproportionate where I come from, right? <laughs> the only game that they've had at home was they were Ole Miss last year. Tennessee? Did they play Tennessee in this thing? I think they did. Okay, they went to Vanderbilt. Remember that one? Yeah, uh, Texas A and M. Mm-hmm. I want to say Tennessee a couple yep, of years Tennessee ago. Yeah, Tennessee lost to them. That was a home game. Right. And then last year they were at Ole Miss because I was pumped up because it's the it's uh, Oxford, uh, Mississippi, and I love the campus and the, the square uh, that we visited, my wife and I, when we went to cover the uh, clones in Memphis. In Memphis, their bowl game is like 90 miles away. So we went there and walked through the Grove. We were all by ourselves. <laughs> not a whole lot of people. Uh, not not a whole lot of people on School December 28th or whatever it was. Um but uh, yeah, it's just four out of five years. It doesn't make sense. No, not at all. It seems like a pretty easy process, right? One year you go on the road, the next yeah. year somebody comes to your place, and maybe every few years you kind of got to flip flop and change it up a little bit, just so you're not getting the same matchups because you have the same five teams on the road, same five at home, and, and go that direction. I, I guess I could understand that part of it, but yeah, four out of five certainly doesn't make any sense here. What, what does that mean? They get Kentucky coming in, something like that. Oh, I mean, wouldn't that be sweet? You gotta, you gotta, gotta deliver. Iowa State's also got to deliver. Right. Well, it, it goes where obviously they they schedule where as they Texas Tech is getting this year. Precisely, they win the they, they win. They're so good in the Big Twelve last year. We see the uh, uh, winning it in Kentucky. Obviously, they match one versus one based on the previous year. Um, so it doesn't make sense. Here's the bad news: this is a good Auburn uh, basketball team mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of seniors. They start four seniors and one freshman. Uh, who's really good, as you would imagine, but um, Coro, Coro, yes, indeed. Who's going to be probably a top ten pick? I think so. He's what six 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 seven mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, he's a one and dunner. But look, Iowa State played really well last week, but it's Oklahoma State's at home versus Auburn on the road. What's the number? Have you seen it? It will be at least according to Ken Palm around eight, eight and a half. Well, we've got to set it for our Claxons later on. Yes, eight and a half seem like enough. No. Would you throw another point in there? Well, no, we can set it at eight and a half. I yeah. think we could get a lot of Auburn love. I think so, too. Right? I can't. Look, if this would be a really big win for him. Yeah. And Solomon Young played out of his mind the other night. They're going to need more of that for this team, too. I don't know where they're going to end up, Trent. I don't. To, to me, if you can avoid opening night of the tournament. Isn't that feel like a top 6 finish? Yeah, top 6 finish I think you'd put that in the successful category. After all of those defections from last year, graduation, to do that, early guys leaving early. You got to be 8 and 10? Probably. Well, the, yeah, maybe. See the bottom's pretty bad. Oklahoma State, I don't see my I mean you see them winning much? No, K-State. K-State then no, I don't see that happening. Texas Shaka's in trouble. Well, is he? Didn't we, we hear you buy out ten million from Matt Postens yesterday from Heartland College Sports? It's pretty heavy, but it's the state of Texas, and yes. they, and they they turned down money for their athletic programs. They they turned down donations because they or if you want to donate to football, well, we don't need you in football, but you know we could use a little help in rowing. 
That's how it works over there. This it goes all into the big bucket, and mm-hmm. everybody gets there. So to finish there, though, those three at the bottom, still that puts you in seventh. Who else do they finish above? Or tied and get the tiebreaker against, I guess, Oklahoma? Yeah, Oklahoma's not good. And they beat Oklahoma once already. They did. You get them in Norman, you, you got them the, in Norman, you've got, you got that the tiebreaker. Favor. That's, yeah, I would think it would be Oklahoma's the answer. Because, I mean, Baylor, Kansas, West Virginia mm-hmm. are a given. TCU is better than I thought. I, Texas Tech, I think, is the fourth best team. I do. Uh, but TCU beat them by, what, 10 or 11 or uh, last weekend in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Texas Tech will, you know, once they once we get a little more uh, body uh, towards their body work, I think that they'll elevate themselves over TCU. So Oklahoma, yeah. That's the one you're shooting for. I think so. Finish six, play the three, which would be West Virginia. No picnic there, but just get, just get out of opening night. Uh, so, college basketball weekend coming up. Did you see last night the unveiling of the props? It was at the West. I Gate. saw the line, Trent. I was blown away by this. So, and you know what they do? Some of these properties, they allow you to make two bets. Two bets. Two. All right. And there's there were hundreds of people in line at casinos all across Las Vegas. And I didn't know this. You told me this for the first time. You thought I, I would have thought that I would have known this, but the Thursday of the first week of the the non game week mm-hmm. is when the props go up all across Nevada. Now I'm assuming William Hill's got the same props here, right? As they've got in Vegas, they do. Yeah, I in fact I looked yesterday afternoon and they were up on the app. At least a lot Where of them were up on the app. So they have it broken down. AFC player props, NFC player props, cross-sport props, index props, quarter props, alt-spread and total props, and then general props. So how many, I mean, I don't want you to count them now. Would you say is there hundreds? Yeah, I, they, they ha, it has to be approaching the 400 number. That's kind of been the magic number, mm-hmm. it seems like, lately that everybody's that got. So, so anyways, back to finish my story, and we'll go to break. We'll get Adam Teicher in here, and we'll take a long look at the Super Bowl with Teich. Um Hundreds of people in line, all across all these properties. When I don't know if there's a magic time, you're going to go up at six o'clock or whatever, but they only allow you to. And these are the these are the professionals that are lining up to when these numbers. They want to attack them. They want to find vulnerability, at least what they think vulnerability. And the properties only let you make two bets, and they stand by it. And if you want to make more, you go right back to the end of the line and you work your way through it again. And that prop may or may not be the same as the the, the price wise or the number wise um, when you were there. So you've got to identify your two best bets. And then go back and get more if you think that there's something else that attracts you. The question I had for you yesterday was about the MVP. I, I don't know why I'm always intrigued by the props in, in this do you part have, do you have it. Do you have odds? I have the odds for MVP. So the favorite should well, be a surprise. It's Patrick Mahomes by a mile, right. Minus 150. Mm-hmm. What's so, Kelsey? Is he next? No, he's not. In fact, Kelsey's down there a ways. Is Maybe he? that's something for you to be thinking about. Uh-huh. Second choice is the other quarterback, right. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. And what's Three his one. number? Three to one. Three to one. Now, I'm not sure. You can can you parlay the game with that? Oh, that's a good question. I don't. Th- I don't think so. Because have we had one MVP of a guy that won the MVP but team didn't win? But it seems like it's basically an automatic if you're yeah. able to do that. I'm sure that's a no, though. I, I, I don't. They're think not going to let you build up. You can build a prop up doing that and, and adding a couple of layers to it. The third choice, your boy Raheem Mostert. Is he really seven to one? Damian Williams ten to one. 
George, we haven't heard Kittle's name yet. There it is. George Kittle at 15-1. to 1, the You same know, Williams odds. is a nice player, by the way. Yes. The, the Chiefs, we, we talk about the lack of running game. He's really he's, he's brought a lot to that offense. A lot better than I anticipated Me too. he would. And then when he was banged up, like, well, who cares? It's mm-hmm. Damian Williams, he's got the same last name as like yep. a dozen guys. Just seemed like a dude. He's more than that. But Kittle at 15-1 to 1, at least, hmm. it's intriguing. Mm-hmm. I think at the very least he is a no-name. That's yep. got to help a little bit, too. Is there a field? Uh, yes, a hundred to one, but they have forty guys listed here, maybe fifty guys listed here. So your field, I mean, you're looking at like a backup offensive lineman. Uh-huh. It's going to be part of the field bet. Debo Samuel, eighteen to one, so fast. There's Kelsey also at eighteen to one. That's a big number for him. Tyree Kill, Tyree twenty-five Kill? to one. Off field play into it. Yeah, Hardman. Hardman's way down there. I saw him as I was 40, scrolling. Thirty. How about 75 Jeez, to 1? That's a big number. Uh, Adam Teicher will join the program next, but right now it's time to help pay your bills with iHeartRadio and 1460 KXNO. Text the keyword SUPER to 200-200 right now. That's your chance to win $1,000. That's SUPER to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Uh, Miller and Condon continue. Adam Teicher talks Super Bowl. He's with ESPN.com. Trent and I take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and now on 106.3. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNOs. We take you up until noon. Got a couple of Wisconsin-Iowa tickets to give away for Monday. We'll do that before we get out of here at noon as well. Claxons in the 11 o'clock hour as we continue on here. Let's get Adam Teicher, ESPN.com. He's covered the Chiefs. Been on the Chiefs beat since 1993. Uh, ESPN.com is where you can read them. Adam, uh, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, great to catch up with you, Adam. And thank you so much uh, for giving us some time here. How are you? Good, man. How are you guys doing? Doing really well. Well, this is the latest you've had to work uh, covering this Chiefs team. And uh, boy, oh boy, it just seemed like, I don't know what game you want to pinpoint. Maybe when Mahomes comes back after, you know, he's he's starting to get 100% healthy. They just looked like that team. Yeah, I know Baltimore had a lot of people looking their way. But it almost seemed like, not foregone conclusion, but clearly uh, this is the right team to represent the AFC. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any argument from a lot of people. You know, I, I think if Baltimore had advanced, I think people would be okay with that. But uh, it's really hard to argue with what the Chiefs have done the last couple of months and uh, what they're doing, uh, what they've done in the playoffs. I mean, this is a team that uh, looks like it's playing its best football at exactly the right time. So uh, I think it's going to be a great game uh, next Sunday. You know, the defense has certainly looked a lot better since, what, week eight, something like that. They've really turned it around. You see what San Francisco did in their running game and what they did in the NFC Championship game. I'm sure that's going to be one of the big keys. But as you look back, health always a factor in defenses in any position group, turning things around. But what else have you seen what Kansas City has done to be better against the run? Yeah, it's it's mainly just figuring out what they're supposed to do, um, how they're supposed to line up. You know, it, it's easy to forget now. Um, that the Chiefs have gone through a whole season, but remember that um, they didn't 
you know, th- there was so much new going into the season defensively. You know, they had a new coordinator and a new, uh, mm-hmm. a new complete uh, a defensive coaching staff. And, um, you know, they had a new base system that everybody was trying to learn and a, and a new, a bunch of new players. Um, they, you know, they started the year, I think, with eight guys uh, playing uh, either as starters or, or as uh, key guys in the, some of their sub packages. So there, there was a lot going on there. And, uh, you sort of knew it was going to take some time to fit it all together, and that's really what the case was. So I think it's less what the Chiefs did in terms of changing things than than finally figuring out what they were supposed to do in the first place. So uh, you know, I, I think um, you know that that's kind of the key here. It just took a little time, and uh, you sort of knew it would, and you didn't know if or when the Chiefs would come around. But yeah, you're right. It was sometime around the middle of the season that they started figuring some things out. Well, figured out how to stop the run. And, and you know, when they run the football, and I, I thought that this was the Achilles heel of this team. I thought, the, you know, Shady McCoy, he's long in the tooth. He really hasn't, you know, looked like the guy that they thought that they were going to need to run the football. But Damian Williams, to me, has been somewhat of a revelation. He's not asked to, you know, to pick up 100 yards week in and week out. But it's important yards when they do give him the football i think he's had an under maybe valued or underappreciated role in this offense maybe from afar maybe internally they they know what he brings but i don't think the country does yeah i, I think you're right uh, you know he's had kind of an interesting season he was injured in training camp and missed just about all the training camps so he wasn't quite right when the season started then he had a, a he, but although he played he wasn't quite right and then and then he came back and and played two or three or four games and uh, had another injury that kept him out for two or three games and came back and just didn't seem right. And then he had another injury, a rib injury that kept him out. Well, when he finally got back, he finally started looking like the guy we remembered from the end of last season. And so maybe it was a blessing in disguise, all these injuries for Williams, because he's fresh now. He looks as good as he's done all year. So he should be ready for a good load if the Chiefs need him in the Super Bowl. You know, it's uh, another compelling, I think, angle of this one is two of the most talented tight ends in the NFL. Travis Kelsey on the side of Kansas City, George Kittle on the other way. I have seen on Twitter Chiefs fans and 49ers fans going back and forth already. <laughs> two not just great players, but also beloved figures in both of their organization. That This is this is a fun one and really a fun argument to make. Who do you like more, Kittle or Kelsey? Well, you know, the Chiefs talked a lot have talked this week about what a great blocker he is. Um, You know, that um, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator, told a great story about how normally they they never factor in the equation that a tight end is going to be able to block one of their defensive ends. But today, uh, uh, but he said, you know, Kittle's a different guy. I mean, uh, you know, he may be able to block one of their defensive ends. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, that that tells you a little bit about what the Chiefs are thinking going into this game. So uh, um, you know that that's definitely a, a, an advantage for the 49ers. Uh, you know, it's, it's you talking pure pass receiver. Maybe you'd rather have Travis Kelsey, but uh, it's a complete package. I think George Kittle is probably tough to beat. Uh, slow starts uh, both of the playoff games. I mean, the comeback, the second quarter uh, against yeah. Tennessee was an all-timer. Kind of walked out of the gate a little bit against Houston. Obviously have to avoid that. At least you would think, or may- maybe not the way that they've been finishing. But what's behind those slow starts, do you think, Adam? Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything you can really point to uh, that, that's sort of a common theme there. I just feel like... Uh, 
you know, Houston came out of the shoot um, ready to go, and but they couldn't sustain that. And and you you know you you look at how that game evolved um, or developed. Um, you know, all that stuff early in the game was was you know Chiefs uh, hurting themselves with a fumbled punt and um, a blown coverage on a touchdown pass and. Uh, all, you know, they had four pa- uh, drop passes in the first quarter alone. They had four in the ch- in the previous six games combined. So it was just hard to put your finger on what exactly was going on there. And last week, uh, I think you know, Tennessee came out with a great plan and uh, offensively. You know, they 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 just couldn't sustain it. Uh, so I, I don't think there's anything really that you, you can point to that says oh, this is a flaw in what the what the Chiefs have, you know, their plan or, or their preparation or anything like that. I think it was just one of those things that uh, happened. But uh, you know, you, you certainly don't want that to happen. <coughs> excuse me, this week or, or or next week in the Super Bowl because the way the 49ers can get after the quarterback. That's going to be real difficult for the Chiefs, I think, to come back under those circumstances. They can play the game on their terms. Um, I think then uh, they have a real good shot of winning this thing. But uh, I, I do think that uh, this is not the opponent to, to fall behind by a big margin early in the game. ESPN's Adam Teicher joining us here. It's Miller and Condon on KXNO. Teich, really enjoyed your article. In fact, I brought it up to Ken yesterday that you had up at ESPN.com just talking about how this program, this organization, got back to the point that they were. And for whatever reason, I'm not as close to the situation. Maybe that's because of it. I just forgot how dire it was. That 07-2012 stretch, losing 14 games two different times, 12 games to others during that six-year span, and Javon Belcher, uh, the, the just that, that impact that happened in the organization. I guess we just forget maybe, unless you're a fan, how bad it was during that tenure. Yeah, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I it was, bet. It was some bad football, man. It, yeah. was, it was, you know, the stuff that, you know, you, you see something and you can't you can't unsee it, you know. I mean, it was just, you know, that, that 2012 year was just pathetic. I mean, that was the season. They didn't even lead in a game mm. until I think it was the eighth or ninth game of the season. That's how bad that team was. And, matter of fact, they won one of those games. They never had a lead. They fell behind early. They came back and won uh, – kicked a field goal at the end of regulation to put the game in overtime, and then they won in overtime. So they actually won a game that year, early in the year, without ever having a lead during the game. Until the game was over, they had the lead. So uh, it was just one of those seasons that um, everything went wrong, and, and uh, you know, the Chiefs were poorly coached, poorly prepared. You know, they, they had some talent, but it was, it was woefully misused. They were bad at quarterback. So it was, uh, it was just a total disaster, and, you know, the, the whole – just that whole period then, it, it was hard to, going through that season and, and even some of those other seasons in 2007 through 2012, it, it was hard to envision the Chiefs ever getting to a Super Bowl. You know, that was the, mm-hmm. that was the time you, you, you sort of started to think if you were a Chiefs fan or followed the Chiefs, you weren't going to live long enough to see the Chiefs get to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Adam Teicher's our guest. Adam, is the um, what, I guess what's the concern in Kansas City? Is it, uh, and you mentioned it, the the, def- the defense for San Francisco, particularly their front seven. Oh, maybe that's unfair too because Sherman's still really good in company back there. They got some guys. They got a good defense, I guess is probably what I should say. But Duvernay, Tardif, and Fisher, and Wiley, and Reader, M- Mitchell Schwartz, I think is an underrated right tackle. I think he's one of the best right tackles in the league, quite honestly honestly, because I watch him against Von Miller, and he owns Von Miller, and you can't say that about too many right tackles. But is it the offensive line that maybe is the biggest concern when it comes to the Chiefs? 
Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, particularly as it um, revolves around this particular opponent. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think they're a tough matchup for anybody. And to me, that's the, if you ask me the single biggest key in the game, I think it's how the Chiefs, you know, can they pass protect for, for Pat Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Because if they can, I think the advantage shifts dramatically to the Chiefs. Um, you know, I, I think their speed is going to give the 49ers some real problems mm-hmm. if, if they give Mahomes some time. And you talk about Richard Sherman, and he's having a great year, but he can't cover everybody. Nope. So, um, you know, it's going to be a problem for the 49ers to deal with all the speed if it gets to that point. So, to me, the, the, the biggest the thing the game revolves around is whether the Chiefs can protect uh, Pat Mahomes consistently. Because if they can, I, I really like their chances of winning. You mentioned Patrick Mahomes and uh, a guy that has ascended to heights. I don't think many people anticipated. A lot of people, Ken thought he was going to be a great quarterback. I was not sold. I saw him lose by a big margin up to a bad Iowa State team. 66 maybe, to 10. Maybe that's had something to do with it. But his ascension, and, and not just in Kansas City, but nationally, this guy is beloved. I mean, he is going to heights of an NFL quarterback that he's going to be around for the next step decade. It's got to be incredible there. Just how beloved this guy is, Patrick Mahomes, and what he means to Kansas City. Yeah, it's it's an amazing thing to sort of have him fall on your lap like mm-hmm. this. You yeah. know? I mean, it, 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 it is kind of an amazing phenomenon. And, uh, you know, the thing to remember is he's only 24 years old. He doesn't turn 25 to September. And next season will have started Crazy. by the time he turns 25. So, um, you know, this if the Chiefs are smart, this could be the start of something, not not just a one-time deal. I mean, I, you know, if they build the, the right way around him, and, and that's going to become more difficult mm-hmm. because his, his contract is going to become exponentially more expensive than the one he has now. But uh, if they're smart around him, you know, they, they could certainly um, be playing in many Super Bowls during his career. When is that, Adam? Is it next year that they have to pay him in, in in time for next season or after next season? Well, this is his third season, so okay, he's got another. He cover. actually has one more year left on his rookie contract, right. and then they have the to option. Your option yeah. since he was a first round draft choice. So, no, they don't have to do anything now, but um, you know, I know they want to take care of him and, and reward him for what he's done, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and, and after three years, that's when you can start. The teams can renegotiate a rookie deal. I mean, you can't do it before the third the season is over. But once that third season is over, they can. So, you know, be, hey, this is going to happen for the Chiefs sooner or later. They might as well get it taken care of sooner. That way they can build, they, they can have some cost certainty and know what it's going to take, uh, what they can do around him. So uh, it just makes a lot of sense to get it done. Rather than later. Two more quick ones. We'll let you go. Got two Hawkeyes that uh, played significant. Well, Hitchens um, and, and of course Ben Neiman. Two Hawks got a chance to win a ring. How about those two Hawkeyes? What kind of season? If there's you know fans out there that haven't seen a lot of the Chiefs, I don't know how you haven't. But uh, uh, Hitchens and Ben Neiman, uh, their impact on this football team. Yeah, I think what the Chiefs are doing defensively this year is, is more suited to Anthony Hitchens than it was last year. Um, I think he's had a better season this year than he did last year. Um, and the, the Chiefs aren't asking him to, to cover, you know, he comes out sometimes in passing situations. So he doesn't, he doesn't play a lot on passing downs and, and that's kind of, um, you know, sort of playing his strengths. And the, the guy who replaces him a lot of times is Ben Neiman. Mm-hmm. I mean, Neiman isn't just a special teams player. He, he gets in a lot and there's a 
sub packages when it's passing downs. You know, so he plays a significant amount on defense. So, uh, you know, both those guys have sort of been, um, I don't want to call them key figures, but significant. I mean, they, 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 uh, their roles are, are, are pretty big for what the Chiefs have going on right now. So, Brett Veach, a guy that handed the job, came with Reed from Philadelphia, there was connections there, gets to Kansas City, and, and as you look back and kind of his tenure and general managers as a whole for Kansas City, I know there were there were certainly questions coming on the heels of John Dorsey, what this young wonder kid kid is going to be able to do and being able to elevate the Chiefs. The job that he has done, building this roster, not just Mahomes, because there's a lot more layers that go into it than just that. Yeah, I mean, he, he's done a lot of good things. And, um, you know, it's, it's you, you could argue that the Chiefs wouldn't be here if they hadn't replaced John Dorsey with Brett Beach. I mean, nobody knows what moves Dorsey would have had in mind. But, uh, you know, a lot of the bigger moves that, that Brett Beach is making have paid off. You know, it's, he's got a pretty good batting average in uh, spending big money. You know, he signed um, Sammy Watkins last year. And Watkins hasn't been a great player for the Chiefs during the regular season, but his two best games, the two um, most significant games, were the two AFC Championship games that he played. He had a big game against New England last year and a big game against Tennessee this year. So uh, you have to like that signing from that regard. I mean, uh, you know, the Chiefs uh, gotten good play out of him at the biggest times. And uh, you know, certainly the way they rebuilt the defense this year, with the, you know, he wanted Tyron Matthew, had to have him, uh, paid a pretty good price for him, but it's worked out. I mean, yeah, that was the right move. No doubt and, about and it. Frank Clark as well. Yep. You know, the, the Chiefs uh, traded for him, gave up a pretty good price there, but um, he's been worth the, the draft picks and the money they had to give him. So, uh, um, and you know, there's been some smaller moves that yeah. You look at and say, you know, Brett Veach really uh, knows his stuff. You know, two years ago, 2017, the Chiefs kicker was hurt, so they they need to replace him rather than just go out and sign a, a veteran guy. They pulled a, an unknown kid off of the Carolina Panthers practice squad, I mean, Harrison Butker, Jeez. and now he's one of the best kickers in the league. And um, they traded for a cornerback with the Cowboys last year by the name of Shalarius Ward, who was, you know. Uh, Kind of a, a, an afterthought, and, and uh, seemed to be at the time. But uh, Ward's developed into a starting cornerback and a reliable one. So uh, you know, all you know, a lot of what Brett Beach has done is is, is looked out, and uh, he, he's put the Chiefs in this position for sure. No doubt about it. Uh, Taish, when do you get to Miami? Will you beat the team there? And when can we start seeing your content uh, from Super Bowl Week at ESPN.com? Yeah, I will be there. Um, Sunday, I'll beat them down there by a couple hours, I think. So uh, I'll uh, start seeing it uh, first thing next week. Good stuff. Enjoy it, Adam. Thank you for coming on and giving Des Moines a few minutes. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Yeah, good to talk to you. Adam Teicher, uh, ESPN.com, 30, not quite 30 years on the beat. 27, 27 years, years on the beat. On the beat and gets to cover his uh, first Super Bowl. Over half of this uh, drought. He has covered. It's, it was look. I remember it well. Yeah, <laughs> I um, is a fan of a team in that division, but it's their turn. It's their time, and as we've seen, it doesn't always work out because it didn't look like the Seahawks were going anywhere anytime soon with this young quarterback. Yeah, and then they had to pay him. So I'm trying to think longest droughts because the Browns have never been there, the Lions have never been there of the original group that were members. Oh, okay. Would it be the Jets? 
Super Bowl sixty nine. Super Bowl three. Or was it, was that six? No, seventy. Right? What year was there? This goes the guarantee. Sixty nine or seventy. Sixty nine season, seventy Super Bowl. Yeah, somewhere around there. But would um, it be the Jets? Because I believe the I'm, I'm almost of positive the teams. The Browns and the Lions are the only teams to never make it mm-hmm. that were part of the group mm-hmm. through these fifty four years. Bengals got there in the eighties, yeah. couple 90s. times, yeah. Uh, Buccaneers obviously have a win. Yeah. What about? And we're not talking expansion teams. What right. about teams that re- have relocated? Uh, Cardinals. Cardinals have been there. Oilers. T- yeah, Titans. Yeah, well, that that was St. Louis, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think that's it. Is We're it? talking about the Jets. I mean, you're you're in a huge market. Uh-huh. I understand the Giants uh-huh. are for most people. It, there's more Giants fans than Jets fans, but mm-hmm. still, same thing with the Chiefs. I talked about this with you last week. Fifty years for this organization. It's crazy. Fifty years. We I see, think that's the answer. I think you fit the answer. I'm, tr- I'm racking my brain trying same to figure. Thing. Dolphins, obviously. No, they've been there. All right, well, we'll come back, right, uh, wrap up the hours. We take you until noon. Clones and Hawkeyes in the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, why don't we do this? First caller right now. You want two tickets? First caller, two tickets. Here's what you have to do. It's Wisconsin-Iowa. They're yours just for the asking. But you've got to get down here this afternoon to pick them up or on Monday. If you want to watch the Hawks and Wisconsin, 7.30, Monday night, Carver Hockey. Pair of tickets, just for asking, 284-5966. Back to finish up the hour next, 1460 KXNO, and now, on 106.org. First hour. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes of the first hour of the program. Miller and Condit take you until noon in the 11 o'clock hour. We, if you didn't get the tickets to Wisconsin, Iowa, we've got another pair of those to give away. We'll do that at some point. Also got Claxon's Barbecue. We've got Dylan Monts on Iowa State and Mark Morehouse on Iowa. We don't have any picks this week. No, absolutely nothing. And in fact, speaking of picks, you nudged ahead of me last week. Did I take the lead? On the year long contest, since September. Wow, you have the lead. What's what's the so we so it'll all come down to the Super Bowl. It and I be. know what you're on the Chiefs and I'm on the Niners. Yes, it very well. It might be as simple as that. Now we might play around with some props, but for our contest, we just keep it simple. Give it the Super Bowl. Whoever gets it right takes home the trophy for another that? season. Because I was way down. So I was over 60%. Trent, you got off to a terrific start, yes. You, and really you had Chris it, Williams-like numbers. I did. And since September, it has been pretty average. Mm-hmm. How did Williams do? Do you know? I don't know how he finished up. I didn't hear what he wrapped up, but he was he got off to a slow start. He really picked it up, I know, mm-hmm. in October and into November. And I don't know how he wrapped up the season there, but... Boy, it's fun making picks. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the whole football. We can make basketball picks. No, we can't. You'll kill me. <laughs> you <laughs> love college basketball. I do. Uh, the gang is all getting together tonight. Uh, the KXNO staff will be down at, um, where are you going to be? El Shop. El Shop. Starting yes. tonight at 4, at 5, or at 6, or whenever anybody, if you want to swing by and... Uh, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to go. I don't. I, I I assume that once the fanatics are done at six, that they're just not going to walk out the door. I'm going to guess you're right on that one. Uh, so if you if you don't have any plans tonight and you feel like going out for beer after work on a Friday, 
Um, El Bateshop, the staff of KXNO would love to shake your hand and uh, thank you for what you did for them as far as coming to the, um, having their backs. So we're going to get you out of the house, old man? I'm a definite maybe. A definite baby, definite, wow. Definitely maybe going to go. That is, uh, well, better than normal because it's usually a hard no. No, I'm not going to train. You're representing the program. <laughs> okay, and I all right. I appreciate that about you. Fair enough. So fair I'm going enough. to Vegas on Sunday for a couple of days. Right. Um, and it's, it's still Vegas, right? It's still, I know we can bet legally here. Mm-hmm. But there's still something about that place, right? I'm going to sit in a sports book on, I'm going to watch Wisconsin and Iowa on the big screen. I've already got that set up at the oh, Palms. Oh, nice. It's going to dominate the, the big screen. So do you, a game like that that you're excited about, maybe you do have an opinion. Let's say no, Iowa. I won't, I won't touch the game. You won't touch no it? No way. Not, you're not throwing 20 bucks on Trent, it? Trent, I told you, I, took, I, I learned my lesson on Iowa State Drake. Well, you took also the rubber band off the uh, I did. That was the, the biggest bet I've ever now. made in my life. It's going to be an unbelievable Christmas at the Millers that year. So it doesn't. That doesn't make you. No, I learned my lesson. But I'm not talking about putting no, a couple just, grand on it. I, I see the game jaded. I see it, my I bet. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My, and I, you I, get a rooting interest that yeah, you don't, I don't have. Want to. And I don't want to. You are you are as down the middle as we're going as you're going to find on this station in in the history of sports talk radio in Des Moines. <laughs> yeah. Going back and then going forward. Right. I'm assuming that. Uh, that that'll be the case because but most everybody in this market you have absolutely something. i get it did a guy like pearl that didn't have connections here did he lean one way or the other creighton <laughs> besides, yeah, besides, red Sox, patriots right. bruins celtics but i'm speaking um, of iowa iowa state did he lean that's a good i thought that there was more of a you know what no yeah i think cyclone fans overall not hated him well, some did They're right yeah. um had they, they, he drew the angst maybe more than than the Hawkeye fan base. Uh, maybe he shot more arrows mm-hmm. because uh, don't forget the whatever you want to call it, famous, infamous John Walters Matt Peralt dust up. I was at Churchill Downs covering the first Derby horse um, when McDermott flew the coop, oh. and Pollard hired. Fred Hoiberg, and he thought this was a huge mistake. And John Walters, he had John on, and um, John kind of you know gave it to him. A oh, little really? Bit. It was pretty good. It was. It, it kind of felt like John got the better of him in that one. He just yeah. wasn't going to take it, and and uh, uh, John certainly elevated himself like he needed to in the in the minds of Cyclone fans. But now Peralta, I don't think had a rooting interest. Does I mean you get something, and, and I think. Now, he wasn't here for a decade either. No, he was here for, um, well, he, he, he came when the F-bombs dropped mm-hmm. and then left. We were in St. Louis covering the, it might have been the Sweet 16. Okay, yeah, when they played Michigan yes. State, you and I did? Yes, and so, so he left right after that. Mm-hmm. He left right after that, but... Because um, Jimmy B... Then Jimmy B replaced him. He was, he was a Cyclone fan. Well, his his girl is. Yes. Kim. He, he his, tried to tell you he wasn't, but he was a Cyclone fan. I, I think he, he is was a Cyclone too. fan. I think he is, too. And yeah, now he outed him, too. and somebody tell him on Twitter, and he's going to get really mad yeah. about it. Jimmy B. Get the old man fired up. Yeah. And now he's living in Arizona, right? Yes. Playing golf and... Every single day, Being sure. Jimmy B. Probably on somebody else's dime. For sure. And when he meets somebody, it's always the same. The voice drops. Hey, man. All right, we'll come back. Dylan Montz on Iowa State. 
Mark Morehouse on Iowa. Let's surprise you. Two tickets. First caller right now, Wisconsin, Iowa. Last pair of tickets, 284-5966. First caller right now, 1460 KXNO 106.3.